Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, it's Dan Roberge. Dan, you are the CEO of Maintenance Care. You're found on the web at maintenancecare.com. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. And what is Maintenance Care? Who do you serve? Well, we do facility management software. It's also known as CMMS, uh, Computerized Maintenance Management Software. So we we manage, uh, we help the maintenance teams at every building around the world to manage the building itself. So that's what our software does and manages daily work orders, preventative maintenance that they need to do on a reoccurring basis and asset management, which is also, you know, fixed asset uh, cost, uh, uh, lifespan of the equipment and uh, just cost of repair replacement. So all of that is done within our software. Yeah. So for someone like um, who kind of might be, I've never had to run that, right? So, um, you know, my companies have largely been virtual. They've been mostly online-based products. So for someone who's maybe not in that world, can you talk about why it's important that you, like, you have to manage that stuff and you have to have pretty good system. What are the consequences of not? And so if you could talk about like just general overview of that for someone who's never had to run a company like this, and then why is it important that you're proactive in how you manage all of this? Like, what are the consequences of not doing that well? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. And it's to the core of what we do when we when we sell the product is we talk about this exact thing, which is, um, you know, our three core features deal specifically with the actual return on investment that the customer will get uh, from their building operations. So for the first thing is the work order process. Let's say uh, you notice there's a light bulb somewhere. You can communicate that to the maintenance team. Well, if you if you don't get to problems fast enough, let's say there's water on the ground uh, and you can't communicate that to the maintenance team, there could be some liability issues. Somebody comes and slips and falls on, on that water. So just the, the, the fact that you have a workflow established to communicate potential problems in the building to the maintenance team, that software can help you mitigate those liability uh, issues. And then just the longevity of your building. So imagine not doing preventative maintenance on a car. It would never last, right? You could never do the old change on a car. It would never actually stay uh, running. So the same uh, is for the building. If you don't maintain all the equipment in your building, you, it they will break down. People visiting the building might get injured. They might uh, not be able to have cooling air or whatever they need to, to work there or to live there. And so that's where our software helps maintain just the environment of everybody uh, at that building. And so the consequences are high costs, potential injuries, uh, you know, disruption in the business, all of those things. If you don't do good, uh, you know, maintenance into a building, you're going to be faced with all these issues. Um, and, and why would you want to have a full kind of CMMS as opposed to, I don't know, maybe just 
throwing things into Google Docs and, yeah. you know, just setting reminders. Uh, I, I don't know. There's yeah. probably some very inefficient ways that you could do this. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that because most of the customers that come to us are doing exactly what you said, oh, no. you know, and, and they realized, you know, it's not enough because there needs somebody, the system has to maintain itself too, right? Like it's not going to do everything by itself, but it needs to keep going despite any human interaction. So for example, if you decided that filters need to be changed every two months, the system needs to keep firing that off. And then there needs to be some processes in place for you to be notified at different levels if people aren't doing their job. There's compliance issues. If the you know any compliance officer comes on site and says, have you been doing this for the safety of the, let's say it's a long-term care home for the residents? You know, have you been cleaning the HVAC properly? And if you if you don't have proper documentation, you don't have the proper process, it's that stuff can can fall through the wayside. So yes, you could set it up on a calendar, uh, but that could also be that could also just kind of fall apart on you pretty quickly if you're not monitor, monitoring it. So a software that keeps everybody uh, accountable is is a good uh, way to go for that. Plus, it does a lot of things that are very specific to their job on a daily basis. Yeah, and and from what I can tell, this we're we're not talking like a uh, you know twenty thousand dollar a month platform here. It's it's very accessible. Absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, our price is so inexpensive. And, and one of the reasons we're, we're able to stay so inexpensive is because we're self-funded right now. We didn't we didn't go out and get um, investors when we started. It was hard go. It took 20 years to get here. Uh, we've only started to become profitable in the last you know five to, to six years because we've reached that where we are always spending on our marketing. But the, the, the advantage of that is we're able to keep our costs low right now. And so that's where we compete very well. And uh, that cost savings that we, uh, you know, that we translate to our customers, it, it, the return on investment for them is like adding a new person on their team. It's like, you know, it could be $50,000, $60,000 a year's worth of return on investment at a small cost. Even our highest plan is a couple hundred dollars a month. That's it. So um, we have a free version. People can use that if they don't even have a budget for it and they just want to try it out. They can use the free version forever until they decide to upgrade to, you know, have more features and more users and things like that. So. So what kind of pushback would you get? I mean, it's, you're, you're basically like, listen, here it is. It's, it's free to start. Yeah. Uh, and then when you want to pay, it's a couple hundred dollars a month. That's it. And you can run <laughs> and all of a sudden have all this information, just, you know, better manage. You can reduce liability. Uh, so why would somebody say no? I think in the past, we've seen uh, people not being used to having the maintenance team be on a computer at all, right? It's just been um, like, oh, we paperwork just run it on the file cabinet. Of, exactly. Ugh. And so that's been that's been the uh, it's been changing in the last five to to seven years. But in the past, that's what it was. It's just uh, my maintenance person won't be tech savvy enough. Now we've built our tool to be as easy as possible because of that. So the front end interface, which even with the uh, mobile app now, you know, it's so easy to use. And when we started, there was no app, there was no device that we were doing two way pagers. So I think the only the only pushback you you would get nowadays is if we're using a different software or they want a specific usage that maybe we don't focus on, but typically if they're in need of a software like ours and, and they're, you know, wanting to, to get one, we're a really good solution for people because of the price, especially. Yeah. Um, you said that the, it's taken a couple of decades to get to where you are today. Can you give me just a, a little history lesson and kind of where maintenance care came from? Yeah, absolutely. So we started off in, in Toronto, Canada, and um, we were first just 
focused on senior care homes. And um, we, it took us a long time, as I mentioned, because we didn't have outside investors. We remortgaged our homes and we made that decision early on. And it was, it, it was a choice that we made, but it took a long time to get to a plateau where we could compete with other software providers that had investors and that were spending a lot of money in marketing. But uh, once we moved into the, um, to different industries outside of senior care and into the US, which the marketplace is so much bigger. Um, we've we've doubled our size. Uh, once you know, one state is bigger than all of Canada as far as a marketplace. So you can you know imagine the, the growth potential there. There it comes with a lot of challenges, but that um, that's when we really started to take off about uh, twelve years ago. And um, and then I guess it's just been constant growth for us. We've been in, we've always had growth, and um, and it's been a really good thing because we keep expanding too. We keep expanding not just our marketplace but our our the breadth of our products. Uh, we have three other products that we that we now are peripheral products that tie in with maintenance care that people can also uh, get. Uh, so, but the core of of our of our service is maintenance care. That's the core. Yeah. yeah. Um. And today, what do you do to attract and grow business? Yeah, that's changed quite a bit in all the years that we've done. I mean, um, we're we're an inbound marketing uh, company, so we really uh, do a lot of um, you know social media and interviews like this and also web advertising and we we uh we cultivate our leads through a funnel of giving them real good effective content whether it's ebooks or blogs or or uh, return on investment calculators or anything like that that they can actually use uh, and take advantage of if they're not ready to purchase but then eventually when they are um, they know that this is a trustworthy company that's been around that's that's doing you know giving them valuable information so so we're inbound in that we we don't call out do you know telemarketing and things like that it's all inbound marketing once they come to us then we we cultivate them to um you know to to graduate to a paid service that's that's our goal yeah you know you kind of talk about self-funding um you know inbound these are all kind of longer term like it, it's not like i guess if someone's like no 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 we only have four months to get to market like they're going to take the investor capital they are going to dump a lot of money into outbound right and you've kind of gone the other direction so um so being methodical seems to be a little bit part of your culture. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny to say, well, our product is about being methodical. So it is fitting that our actual company is also that way. Um, I think that I would have different advice for people coming up and, and thinking about how to build a business now that I've gone through this, because this is a long-term sacrifice that takes its toll. And you kind of, you know, you know there's a lot of stress and, and there's stress in everything. But when you're, when you're getting an investor, like you said, it could be a short period of time that you're just driving and you're seeing immediate growth because you're investing. Um, so I, I think you need to know what you want before you start. Right. And, uh, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say everybody should just do it the way we did it. I right. mean, it, it definitely is different for different people and what their goals are. Um, and so, you know, today, I, I guess the landscape, are, are there any big elephants in the room that, regarding maybe other comparable platforms? And, and how would you say you compare? Yeah, you know, the big uh, biggest obstacle we faced is uh, the change in what we call directory listings online. So there's all these services that are like top 10 CMMS, top 10 software that, that do these and these things. They, um, they're they competing with 
the individual product itself. So not just in maintenance software, but in every type of software, when you search a software, the first five or 10 things you're gonna find are these directories that are not really, they're not really uh, success directories. They don't really say, you know, top five because they're actually really good. It's the top five typically because they pay us the most amount of money. And so um, I've, we find that a, a quite a challenge in marketing against those directories because you're, you're having to pay Google or whoever to market, and then you have to pay those directories to be on top of their directory. So there's 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 layers to the marketing that costs more. So I think that's definitely a big obstacle to um, you know to software companies these days. If you uh, especially if you're you're doing business to business advertising, that's that's another um, mm -hmm. you know another side of things. If consumers, you can you can get to through different areas like social a little more. Uh, business to business is a little different, and that's those directory listings are an opportunity, but they're also sometimes an obstacle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, so today, like, what what does it take to to run uh, this company? So, you know, we've, um, you know, as far as when we started, we were all working remote, and that was twenty years ago. Oh, wow. we, we started that way, and then when when the pandemic hit, everybody else had to go remote. We just kept doing business, right? Um, so we established a really good culture and and processes and technology in order to keep that functioning, even though we weren't in an individual office. Um, and it's never changed. And I think that that's what has made us successful in being able to do a low cost, uh, you know, kind of team. Uh, we, we're still a fairly small team, even though we have tens of thousands of customers, we have about 25 employees and that, that, um, that remote um, structure has been in place because we've had good processes. We've been methodical about our processes and that's, that's important. And I think that's, what's been um, kind of uh, the, the core success of why we can, we can weather kind of ups and downs of, of just the marketplace in general. Yeah. And then um, is there, you know, with maintenance care, is it, I mean, is it really just kind of capped at $200 for the enterprise or are there other possible places that they, uh, you know, would, would pay or, you know, there's obviously there's, there's gotta be somewhere else that I could, you know, that I could dump money into if I'm a company and I need, you know, a lot of facilities management, uh, consideration. I have facilities management considerations. Yeah, we, so our, our prices, uh, so our $200 a month is if you pay yearly and you can pay uh, monthly as well, which is just slightly higher, but, um, you, this is the licensing cost is unlimited users. And so you can put as many users as you want, but it is per what we call per facility team. So if you have multiple facilities and multiple teams, we have customers that have 200 facilities that they manage and they have a team at each location, they want 200 licenses. So in that instance, they would pay times 200. Uh, you know, there'd be a small discount, obviously, for having that many licenses. But so there is the ability to buy multiple licenses if you have more teams, more buildings. But there's also, we have peripheral products. So we have CareClean now that is a housekeeping software. So it, instead of just just managing the maintenance team, CareClean manages housekeeping teams the exact same mm -hmm. way with some additional features that are specific to housekeeping. So it's really valuable for hotels and, and resorts and, and long-term care. So they use our, our CareClean products. So they can start to buy our peripheral products. One Access is a room booking and visitor management software. So they can buy that as part of, it's all building centric. Um, so they can get an eventually a one-stop solution for all of their needs around the building management itself, not just maintenance. Yeah. And so currently industries that you're pretty big in, what, what would be some of the uh, most popular ones that you're, um, that are using maintenance care? 
Yeah, I mean, I think senior living is one of the biggest ones because of the compliance requirements. Uh, we yeah. all know, you know, if you don't do the certain things, you know, it's dangerous for the residents, right? So, so that's been one of the biggest. Um, but we also do a lot of manufacturing, property management, airports, schools, hotels. So we Jeez. we have everything. I mean, casinos, you name it. Uh, we have some really nice resorts in the Caribbean. You know, I, I'm going to plan on visiting soon. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to need an on-site visit, I'm afraid. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some really, you know, the, the interesting thing is you learn so much about different industries because you are always, you need to get to know them intimately to make sure the software works for them. And so you're learning and it's really interesting. Uh, you know, we know a lot about senior care now. We know a lot about all these different industries that that are um, and what their needs and what their pitfalls are and how we can resolve those issues. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dan Robert, um, it's been a good conversation. Your website, maintenancecare.com. For someone that's listening to us, um, maybe they're you know, they're doing their due diligence right now. They happen upon this website and now they've heard our conversation. What are the next steps? Easy. You just press, get a demo and fill out that form. And we're a non-pressure salesperson uh, team. So you're, we're going to have a call with you and just talk about what your needs are. And then we can show you the software and that's it. If you want to sign up for the free version, you can do that on your own right from our website as well. Yeah. All right. And that website again is maintenance care.com. In fact, I was just kind of playing around with the, uh, you have a calculator here as well uh, that can help you see your estimated yearly return on investment. Um, again, that's right on the front page at maintenancecare.com. Dan Roberge, CEO. Uh, thank you so much, Dan, for joining us. Thank you very much. It was great talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.